0: welcome to another episode of mutual growth a podcast by penn community bank i'm your host aaron clark from work meetings to happy hours more of our daily activities are moving online as consumers and businesses work to navigate the coronavirus pandemic the realities of personal and business finance continue even with significant disruption in normal banking routines today i'm joined by jim Fecka, penn community bank director of deposit services to discuss this global shift to online finance and what it means for individuals and the industry. In our conversation, we cover trends in digital banking, what digital tools people should be using to stay in control of their finances during this period, and will banking ever return to the way it was. After the show is over, be sure to check out the show notes and links to resources at pencommunitybankcom slash podcast. Jim Fecker, welcome aboard. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great, Aaron. Thanks for having me on the podcast today.
0: No, uh, a pleasure. Um, obviously, a, a lot to cover here today, but first off, obviously, we want to help uh, introduce you to the audience. Can you just give us a little bit of your background and your role here at Penn Community Bank?
1: Sure. Uh, I am the uh, I'm the Director of Deposit Services for Penn Community Bank. Uh, I am responsible for several different areas. Uh, I'm responsible for our uh, debit card portfolio. Um the administration of uh, the operating system for our bank, our core system and Salesforce as well, which we've recently brought on board. Um, I handle the ACH and wire processing and item processing, check processing for the bank, the operations of our cash management uh, department, and last but not least, uh, I manage the bank's digital banking platform. I've been doing that for about three years now. And uh, again, my time with Penn community bank has been very exciting and I'm really happy to be, be here. Uh, prior to that, I've been in banking for over 40 years. Uh, don't judge my age, but, (laughs) um, I've pretty much been a financial services journeyman. I, I started as a teller right out of high school. I've done everything in banking from being again, a teller. Uh, I spent 20 years in the branches in different roles, uh, last but not least being a branch manager. Um, uh, the other thing that I've done is I, I was excited about in another bank is I was the core system. I was the core administration. I helped the bank convert their operating system back in uh, in 2000 when that was going on. Uh, did that for a couple of years. And then the, uh, I transitioned into uh, call center operations. Uh, I created a call center at a, at a former financial institution from the ground up. I did that job for 20 years. Uh, It was probably, it is probably one of the most rewarding things I've done. And it's made me a lot closer to both the operations of the bank and how it impacts our our customers. Um, It got to the point where when you do that job, you kind of become the impromptu voice of the customer. Mm -hmm. And when you're a call center person, the biggest platforms you basically support are the digital and online banking and cards. Uh, anytime something was wrong, I would go up to those department heads and complain to get things fixed. They complained so much uh, they put me in charge of those areas, so that literally started my transition into the op- into the operation side so uh, it 's like I guess if you complain enough, you, you get the job um, did work for one bank for about 36 years, spent a couple of years in a credit union, and then came over to Penn Community in 2014. So uh, I've pretty much done anything in the banking, uh, especially on the deposit side that, that uh, you can think of.
0: Well, you're, you're the expert then, that we <laughs> want to talk to then. That's, uh, that's some good background, Jim. Obviously, one of the things that you touched on in your current role, and I know um, we've talked about in the past, Penn Community Bank has been Uh, focus a a lot, uh, even before the situation we find ourselves in now on expanding its digital capabilities for years. Can you talk about, you know, in your role, what you've seen that process kind of be be like, how we've kind of been able to ratchet up what those capabilities are and gotten to a point today where a lot of customers maybe are only banking using digital platforms? Sure, absolutely. Uh,
1: The one thing when I arrived here is uh, the one thing I did recognize, the Penn Community Bank had a, a, a an excellent digital banking platform. There were many functionalities that that were available that were being used when I first arrived. So the first thing we did was uh, take a look at some of those functions, and we'll talk about that later. And, and some of the things that we added to that are going to be that are really critical for people to self self serve, especially during this particular time. Uh, but one thing I've really been happy with, as far as my my three year. Uh, Uh, journey with Penn Community Bank is they definitely recognize the power uh, of having a robust digital platform, how important it is to attract new customers as well as as it is to retain our loyal depositors. Again, over over that time, uh, the bank has dedicated resources, uh, myself included, and our marketing and our retail team to enhance the functionality of the mobile and banking platforms and I'm going to brag about this uh, again, but I'm not the only person that was part of this. Is, but I can honestly say that our digital banking platform is at a level right now, from a functionality perspective, or what you can do, that either rivals or surpasses both our local and our national competitors. Uh, again, those improvements that we'll talk about later, with the support of a our retail team and Jake Iampetro, and, and and our dedicated uh, dedicated marketing plan, has resulted in an unbelievable increase in in adoption. We've seen great numbers of of increased digital customers. Uh, Another thing that we do to make sure that, uh, to basically reinforce how important uh, online and mobile banking is, um, we do an annual uh, profitability survey. Uh, Again, this reinforces, uh, and again, it, it reinforces to both our executive management that all the efforts that we've done over these past three years have indeed increased uh, retention of our customers, and it illustrates the importance of us continuing on that journey of digital innovation.
0: Yeah, I think that uh, that's a good uh, a good way to look at it. Certainly, from a, a business standpoint, there's a benefit to having the, the capabilities, but obviously, from a, a user experience, from a customer standpoint, this is something that the market's trending towards, and, and people want to see. So, being able to to have that good. Uh, Report is important. Um, one of the uh, things that I really want to get into for for customers as they exist right now, who maybe are underutilizing some of the uh, the app uh, capabilities that you've talked about, or maybe folks that are at a larger institution and wondering, well, how can that small community bank be able to do that? What are what are some of the capabilities um, of our online or app based banking platforms that you've mentioned, um, and are there any that are really um, we're seeing spikes in use during this period. Well, well yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, it, it, with what's going on
1: with COVID-19, um, some of the functionality that we've introduced recently has definitely seen a significant uptick. One of them is is the mobile wallet. Uh, and when I'm talking about mobile wallet, we're talking about Apple Pay, Google Pay, and Samsung Pay. Now, um, we released those services a little over uh two years ago and we've seen while we've seen a, a nice increase we've actually seen a big spike over this time basically over the past couple of months new activations for uh the mobile wallet have increased by almost 40 percent, as well as transaction volumes and that's a that's a significant increase again while people are home uh they're looking for ways to you know any way to get to, to spend you know money without having to uh to either go into a financial institution or go into a store. Another thing with the mobile wallet that's really important, especially with uh, touching surfaces, is that if, you're, if you are out in a supermarket or you are out shopping, with, uh, with Apple and Samsung Pay, you don't need to put a card into a machine. You just tap your phone and it's done. So it's one less surface that, mm-hmm. that people need to touch, which is really cool. Um, some of the other products, obviously, that have seen a spike in, in use and actually registration, people actually signing up for them. Um, mobile deposit is obviously, you know, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about mobile deposit. Again, there we've always had a, a, a decent uh, activity, but literally over the past month and a half, our customers who are signing up to want to use mobile deposit have been up as much as 45% week over week as we've been traveling down this path in the, in, of quarantining and customer, and people not being able to get out. Uh, you know, uh, New users have, uh, have, again, increased, and our transactions have seen as much as, as almost a 30% lift. I mean, we're literally taking in close to over $1 million in new deposits weekly through the mobile deposit function. And wow. yeah, and, and the one thing was really cool. We hit our record for single day th- this Monday, April 26th. We broke our record for the highest single day of volume. What those services have allowed our customers to do is transact with us with not having to physically be uh, in a brick and mortar branch. And again, it's keeping them safe and still allowing them to do their banking during this time.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think that's top of everyone's mind um, right now. Well, it's great to hear that there, there are people starting to use or increase their use of some of those tools that are already in the, the toolbox, per se. Um, is there anything that you and your team are working on to, to roll out now or maybe in the future um, because of this period or, or tools that as the economy kind of shifts and our, our, our society tilts away um, to, to new ways of doing things, is there anything that might be coming in the pipeline um, for business uh, or consumer accounts? Yep.
1: Uh, again, like I said, we have we have spent, as as I mentioned earlier, we we've spent the past couple of years here really uh, uh, building up our our consumer, uh, both digital and mobile platforms to be uh, you know a, a world class platform. The next step in that. Is, our, is business banking. And the one project that we're in the middle of doing right now is we are working on rolling out our new enhanced business banking platform. Uh, we're ready to go live hopefully in June. Um, again, this is going to be, ro- it's, the same, uh, it's the same platform that our consumers use. But it, again, it, what it's going to do is it's going to add some new services in addition to making the workflow uh, for our business customers a lot more intuitive and a lot more easy. So some of the new things that are going to be part of this app, which one which I'm really excited about is uh, we are going to have a fully functioning business mobile app, which means that anything that a business user can do uh, sitting in front of, of a computer or a PC, they'll be able to do using the app on their phone. I mean, everything from from sending out ACHs to initiating wires to approving and, and uh, to to you know, helping their users. It is a fully functioning mobile app and we're really excited about it. And again, the other things it does have is, you know, obviously like all our mobile apps, we have biometric logins. Uh, depending on the type of phone, you can log in with a fingerprint or your face recognition. Uh, again, another added layer of security, especially for business users. We're also adding a direct connect for QuickBooks, uh, which is another uh, service that our business customers have been asking for. And an in in ACH positive pay functionality, so we're excited about
0: that. No, that'll that'll definitely be exciting. Um, obviously, whether it's businesses or or consumers, as a community bank, Penn Community Bank obviously prides itself on on relationships and kind of the the personal connections that come with banking. Um, with that impacted so much during this period, you know, social distancing and business restrictions, um, what digital options do folks have? to remain connected and kind of continue to have that personal touch with their personal community bank?
1: That's actually a really good question, Aaron. And and we are, we're excited about some of the options that we've, uh, you know, some that have already existed and some we've actually just rolled out recently um, that are helping our customers keep in touch with, our, uh, with Penn Community Bank uh, and us allowing us to communicate with Penn Community Bank while still, you know, staying in their homes and staying safe. Um, one in particular is our ability for customers to do online chat. Now, as of uh, as of about a year ago, our customers, if you are logged into online banking, uh, the, that you could chat with uh, our call center or, you know, to ask a question, to put in a request. What we've done recently is we took that chat functionality and moved it onto our actual website so the customers can, if, they, if they're if they on our website and they're looking at uh at some of the the, you know, the information we're putting about putting out there about COVID nineteen, and they have a question, they can click a button and and chat with our customer care center. So you can uh, you can chat with the, you can chat with our people whether you're logged into online banking, or actually sitting on our website, which is a really great enhancement. It allows us to really uh, expand our our methods of communication. We also added the ability uh, recently if you are a mobile app user. Uh, and you're in your actual mobile app, you can actually chat with our, our care center using that as well. And we're real excited. And, and that has really increased uh, customers, You know, even before uh, COVID-19 and, and social distancing, uh, those functionalities really saw a spike, just adding the, 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 diff- the different avenues for customers to, to speak to us. Another function that we're rolling out really soon is the ability uh, to send push notifications for our mobile app users. Um, It's a way for us to be proactive. Again, we've got about, right now, we've got about a little over 11,000 mobile app users. And hopefully after this podcast, once they hear about the functionality available, we'll have a lot more Penn Community Bank customers logging in or signing up. But what the push notifications are going to allow us to do is actually broadcast. If something, we need to inform our customers about something. Uh, it's a way for them to to for us to basically push out a notification and allow them to get that message instantaneously. So, um, again, it's funny. Again, we were working on these things. None of them related to what's going on in the world right now. But they have been uh, unbelievably useful and powerful tools uh, over the past two months.
0: Yeah, I would imagine a lot of these things are just initiatives that you and your team had or the bank had. Um, but are, are paying dividends as we're seeing some new trends here. Um, kind of piggybacking on that, what what tools are people maybe not thinking of, whether it's in the app or or online, uh, our platform or not? What should they be considering during this period? Sure, and there, again, uh, that's actually another good question. I
1: mean, while while we've talked about mobile deposit and we've talked about uh, Apple Pay and Samsung Pay, and and those are kind of uh, you know expected. Uh, functions that you would see a spike in during this time. Some of the other functions that we have that maybe customers don't know about is there are a lot of other ways that we have for our customers to move money and track their spending. And I'll just go through a few right now. Um, one inside of both our, our digital platform and our mobile platform, we have a person to person payment function. Uh, what person to person is, is if I am, if, if you and I, uh, like I said, like right now, there's a lot of things where people are sending flowers as groups. And if, if, if we wanted to say happy birthday to someone as a group and we all sent you know, flowers and I wanted to pay you because you actually you know, used your credit card, I can use our P2P function inside of both mobile and digital to pay you. And all I need to do that is an email address or a cell phone number. I can, I can literally no. send you whatever I owe you and I don't need to know your account number and I can send it with a cell phone or an email address. The other one is if, you know, again, we, as much as we, we hope that all our customers bank only with us, we do know that sometimes you have uh, accounts with other financial institutions. We have a functionality inside our online platform that allows you to move money from your account with Penn Community Bank to an account in another bank. And conversely, if you wanted to send money to Penn Community Bank, you could do the same thing. So it's an account to account. Uh, functionality that allows you to basically move money from accounts without having to go into a physical brick and mortar branch or writing a check and mailing it in. Um, another neat product that's inside our mobile app, but is also a standalone app, which I think especially uh, we're seeing a lot of things going on with fraud and and uh, people taking advantage of people during this time with scams. So if you, you know, if for some reason uh, a way to protect your debit card is we have a card control function, a it's a it's a product called Card Valet, and you can get to that either by itself as a standalone app, or if you're on our mobile app, there in our menu there's a way to redirect to it. And what that platform allows you to do is allows you to track what your card is doing, send you alerts. Uh, also, if for some reason you feel that maybe something is going on that you're not aware of, it allows you to temporarily turn your card off, um, and actually controls how or or where your card is used. It is an unbelievable tool, and I would really encourage customers mm-hmm. to take a look at Card Valet. It's 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 a great service. And then lastly, again, just another way for people who, you know, depending on you know everyone has preference where, where how they do their banking or how they check their balance. And we've got a lot of functionalities to, to do that quickly. Uh, in our mobile app, we have what's known as a, a, a quick balance, which means you can just swipe down and get a balance or transactions. Um, there's a way to, to get a balance if you're a, 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 any a smartphone user just using a widget where you just swipe over and see balance and, and, and last five transactions. And you can get that information using your smartwatch if you are a smartwatch user. So uh, there's a lot of different ways, depending on your preference, uh, to basically check, check your, check your accounts, move money and, and track your spending.
0: Certainly a, a lot of tools, uh, inside a, you know, a relatively small, uh, item in, in everyone's pocket or a uh, pocketbook. So I, I think there's a, a lot that people are going to be as they're listening, maybe going and, and scrolling through and checking. So we'll, uh, we'll monitor the spikes on some of those. Oh, you there, know, Jim. I'm
1: going to this <laughs> podcast goes out. Alan, that's the first thing I'll give it a week or so. And then I'm going to check. So customers, I really hope you go out there. I'm going to really excited to see what, what this podcast does. So
0: there we go. Obviously, um, to end on kind of a, a culminating note, we're all looking at, obviously, to, to be on the other side of this situation um, with the coronavirus pandemic. Um, we know that there's going to be lasting changes to how we live and how we do business, but also how we bank. Um, with with your background of kind of being in, in every different part of a, of a financial institution, from your vantage point, what do you think that the future of banking looks like? Does it stay online? Or is there some level of snapback to more traditional brick and mortar um, hmm. banking? Uh, uh,
1: again, very, 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 very good question, and, and I think about this a lot. And uh, again, like I said, I think what's what's happened with uh, with the uh, the pandemic is is will there be a spike in uh, in customers using online and mobile avenues to conduct business? Absolutely not. But as a legacy branch employee, as someone who spent half his career in in branch banking, I, I honestly feel there'll always be a need for face-to-face contact with bankers and financial services workers. I don't think that will ever go away. The culture and the brand of Penn Community Bank is based on that personal touch. So I think both from a from a, uh, a philosophical perspective, uh, perspective our, as our company goes, and at banking in general, I think they'll, they'll always be the need for people, for people to do face-to-face uh, interactions with their banking. However, some of those interactions and how they look like, I think, are going to change. I think what's going to happen is you're going to see those, those, those interactions becoming more and more consultative and more the, uh, the customer's asking us, you know, I have, a, I have something I need help with. Or I'm trying to do a loan and can you help me? More consultative and less. I, I want to open an account and I need to make a deposit. So it'll be more consultative, less transactional. Um, mm. I, again, I think what you see now is that inclina- the inclination for customers to, to to conduct routine banking transactions is now tilting to the self-service channels. And, and again, COVID-19 and, and the pandemic is going to just solidify that even more. I feel that the combination of strategic a strategic branch network and, and and a broad digital offering gives customers the choice to bank at their preference because what's going to happen is there there are going to be people that want to to do it face-to-face and that same person may want to do one thing face-to-face and may want to do one thing digitally based on their need. So we need to be ready to be able to handle both of those interactions and I feel that we're... We are, again, we, we understand that, that change in banking and that's what we're
0: working towards. Well, Jim, thank you so much for um, for joining us today. We covered a lot. We have a ton of information about our online and mobile banking services. I know on our website at pencommunitybank.com we'll include those in the show notes for listeners who are interested in learning more. But Jim, thank you so much yeah, for joining Ari, us today. It's been a pleasure.
1: Again, it's any chance I get, again, these kind of, these kind of opportunities that Penn community bank puts forth to, to help us outreach to our customers are, uh, are, are definitely important. And again, uh, thanks again for having me on the show.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of mutual growth, a podcast by Penn community bank. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating. And as always, keep up with the latest from Penn Community Bank by following us on Instagram and Facebook at Penn Community Bank and connecting with us on LinkedIn. For more information about this podcast, links to past episodes, and to learn more about community first banking, just visit PennCommunityBank.com podcast. Mutual Growth is the official podcast of Penn Community Bank, member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. It is produced for the benefit of current and prospective customers and partner organizations. This program is provided solely for educational and entertainment purposes. The information contained herein is based on sources believed to be reliable, but is not represented to be complete, and its accuracy is not guaranteed. The opinions, views, and estimates expressed are those of the presenters at the date of production and are subject to change without notice. Please email marketing at penncommunitybank.com regarding booking or repurposing any part of this podcast.